There we go. All right. What's up? What's going on? We got a new, a new time because, well, the other times just weren't going to cut it out. The other times just weren't going to cut it. Seven o'clock in the morning. It was just too darn early, man. So we're here in the evening. Plus, kids are going back to school soon. So it was better to move it to evenings rather than the mornings because it gives me more time to be able to do morning stuff for the kids, get them to school and all that stuff. So, but I'm Matt with So Cincy. We're here live streaming tonight. We're going to be in Acts chapter 20. And so we're just going to go straight there and we're going to, we're going to hang out in Acts chapter 20. So this looks, this all looks great. This all looks great. And I do want to apologize. I I think I got a sh- uh, uh, short in my cord. And it's all all messed up. So if you hear a little bit of humming, I do apologize for that because I hear it loudly in my head. But let's go ahead and go through it. Maybe if we do this. What if we just have... Oh, that's so loud now. Okay, I'm going to talk really, really loud because I'm really, really quiet. But we're going to have just music playing in the background. Just because it's going to be, I think it'll it'll drown out that hum. So on my end, it's just going to be better that way. But this is going to be Acts chapter 20. And so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. And it says, when the uproar was over, Paul sent out, sent for the believers and encouraged them. Then he said goodbye and left for Macedonia. While there, he encouraged the believers in all the towns he passed through. Then he traveled down to Greece, where he stayed for three months. He was preparing to sail back to Syria when he discovered a plot by some Jews against his life. So he decided to return through Macedonia. Several men were traveling with him. They were Sopater. And I'm just going to I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to butcher these names. I was practicing, practicing, practicing. I'm going to butcher these names, so I apologize. <laughs> they were Sopater, son of Pyrrhus from Berea. There, they were Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy, Tychicus, and Trophimus from the province of Asia. They went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. After the Passover ended, we boarded a ship at Philippi in Macedonia, and five days later joined them in Troas, where we stayed a week. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps, and as Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the windowsill, became very drowsy, and finally he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said, he's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared in the Lord's Supper, and ate together. Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was greatly relieved. Paul went by land to Assus, and when he had arranged for us to join him while he traveled by ship, he joined us there, and we sailed together to Mytilene. The next day, we sailed past the island of Chios, and the following day, we crossed to the island of Samos, and a day later, we arrived 
and Miletus. Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus, for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church in Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that came to me from the flocks of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I'm bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me in the city in city after city, that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth noting nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I've been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it is not my fault. For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from our own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I've never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. And I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. And that is Acts chapter 20. When I was reading this, like it was... First off, it was crazy that you had like a kid like fall out of the thing. Like I was, I was doing some study, and they were like, they don't know, he's somewhere between eight and fourteen, or they think like he could have been a slave that time, and so he could have been a little bit older. But dude fell asleep, fell out the window, and Paul was just like, ah, he's good. Like, like he'll get up, he'll be all right. And he was like, they picked him up, and he was like good to go. But anyways, I thought that was just a wild little uh, portion in there. So let's take a look at Paul's final kind of like comment or the, or the last, really the last part of chapter 20. Cause I thought it was just, it was, it was just really fascinating. Just like you really, you really hear, especially if like, if you are a Jesus follower, you've been reading the Bible for a minute, like you hear the, the Paulness of, of like, the letters like he writes to Ephesians and Galatians and and Corinthians and, and stuff like that. You hear it in this. 
and what's beautiful is like he's just like look from the day i set foot verse 18 from the day i set foot in the province of asia until now i've done the lord's work humbly and with many tears i've endured the trials that came to me from the plots of the jews i never shrank back from telling you what you need to hear either publicly or in your homes I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. Like, you you read that and it's it's just like the the heart that he has for the people here to continue to spread the, the message of, of what Jesus did and for it to be something that was how do I word this like like the the blood sweat and tears that you put into it and so if you're a person who has been working at something and like you know like it's your baby and you've been working at it like Kristen and I have been having these conversations recently where it's just like it gets tiring after a while and it's like like there's no like there was no other agenda that Paul had. Like, I'm I'm telling you like what it is with Jesus. That that's been my my MO from day one. And like, so if you're if you're a city reaching person, like your MO from day one is to reach people with the gospel. And like what Paul did, he never shrank back from telling you what you need to hear publicly privately he had one message but now it's like he's going he's going on to the next thing it's it's time for him to go to the next thing and like what i love is that he he was trusting the people here at wherever he was, Ephesus or, or Macedonia, wherever I, I can't remember where it was. But he's just people like like look, I did I did good work for you. I did good work with you. I was I was here and now I'm I'm going on to the to the next thing. But I trust it in your hand. And just like the importance that if you're working on something to have like in the work that you do to have the next person up when it is your time to go because the question becomes who is it going to be when you're gone I think I talked about this in the, in the previous stream but we had this this running kind of joke at an old job I don't know if it was a joke but we called it we called it if I got hit by a bus and basically it was like everything a person could know like if you, if you had to put someone into your position because you got hit by a bus they would have everything they would need to be set up for success and so that's kind of that's that's an approach i take when it comes to doing things like i like to leave pictures and and videos and show demonstrations like like for our church like i do the live stream and so i created like pictures of like Here's how you set up the live stream. This gray and black cord goes into this little box down here that's marked with it. Like I left it very, very clear 
so that you could you could do it. And I chalk it up probably to like a second grade teacher that had us as a project write out how to how to, how to like do something step by step by step. And the way she did it was like she she approached it very stupid. So it was um, if like it'd be like you couldn't just say get bread like you had to say like go to the go to a cupboard open the cupboard using your hands because and she would demonstrate like like do i open it with my foot do i open it with my mouth do i open it with my head like like so it just became very a very detailed thing and it was always fun but that's what paul's doing here man he's like saying like like look like like i was with you i toiled and it and it goes on He goes on and he says, like, verse 31, watch out. Remember the three years I was with you. Why? Because it says it even, like, right before it. I know false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. And he says, watch out. Remember those years I was with you. Remember the simple things. Remember the simple things of what he says because people are going to try to do things to get their attention. They're going to try to do things to get what they want, what they need, and all those sorts of stuff. And so Paul's giving them a warning, like, hey, like, watch out because these things are going to come. And and they don't know whether it was prophetic. They don't know if if the Holy Spirit put it on them. Could have been either or. Um, but he says, like, he's like, I got to go to this new place and and this bad stuff is going to come up. I'm like, I'm headed to Jerusalem. And it's, it's jail and suffering for me. And he says for them, like, there's going to be suffering. People are going to come in. They're going to try to jack you up. They're going to come in from your own group. They're going to try to ruin things. So he's, like, setting them up, saying, like, like hey, like, be, like, and he says, again, watch out. Remember these years. But he, again, he leaves it with, I entrust you to God. And the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you inheritance with all that he has set apart for himself. And I think that's like the scary thing. And I know I've definitely talked about this before. Is that when you're in ministry, I'm coming, I came from like a, a youth ministry background. So, so I was. I grew up in youth ministry. I volunteered in youth ministry. For for a time, I would get upset if one of the kids left and went to another church. And it took like it was it was like like I poured into you. Like I we went out to eat. Like and this is how you treat me. Like it was that sort of thing. And over time the lesson I learned was that I had to entrust the, the kid to God that I served a season 
And now they're in this new season with this new person who's going to love them and take them out for coffee and food and eat wings and all that sort of stuff because God has it all. And so that's what Paul says here. He says, I entrust, verse 32, now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all that he set himself up. And that's it. We're going to leave it at that because this, it's a beautiful thing, but this buzzing is driving me nuts. Hopefully the music helped out a little bit. It kind of drowned out a little bit of the the noise. But hey, I'm Matt with So Cincy. We're gonna get this, we're gonna get this stuff fixed for next time. We know, we know we're good. But I love y'all. I hope you have a great evening. Go watch some good stuff on Netflix or Hulu or anywhere else. Give us a follow all over social media at So Cincy on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. And if you're new here, subscribe to the channel like the video and we'll see you next time i'm matt peace